Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to the PR Playbook. My name is Kay. I'm going to be coaching you through your business goals and projects. This first episode is brought to you by Sheena's Hair Emporium. That's S-H-E-E-N-A-S, Sheena's Hair Emporium. You can order online at www.sheenashairemporium.com and use the code SHE1, that's S-H-E-W-O-N, for $50 off your order. If you're here local, you can shop in the store at She Salon. everyone thanks again for tuning in to the PR playbook my name is Kay I'm going to be coaching you through your business goals and projects I have my good friend and business partner in a lot of different ways and projects Kalandra Davis here with me she's gonna introduce the first episode of this project so what's going on Kalandra hey everybody so um I guess we're here basically to have a normal conversation I want to get to know I know about you and what you do with Rain and Melanin because we're working together I want to know more about the K that I don't always get to see or that I'm not really working with I want to know about K Creates I want to know what inspired you to do this podcast yeah well the podcast really came from this need and this desire to drop this ebook the PR playbook Um, And the fact that I have been listening to so many podcasts here lately, and I feel like podcasts are really kind of where people are going when it comes to engaging with people that they want to follow or just that they aspire to be like, because let's be honest, people just don't have time to read anymore. And I feel like I've been blogging for so long and I've noticed a decline in my stats. And I think it's just simply because people just don't have time to read it anymore. Um, And so, you know, one of the people that really inspired me to do this podcast was Eric Thomas. And I listened to Eric Thomas probably almost every single day. Um, you know, I listen to the read because it's funny and it's very, you know, inspirational and they 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 it's just funny. It's it's messy and I and I like being at my desk and laughing to, you know, Kid Fury and Chris, so I think it's funny. But I really stopped on my drive to work, I noticed that I was struggling to find that motivation because I wasn't working with clients as much. I was I was I was working, working, you know, an eight to five, like most people that I work with are. And I wanted to get that motivation like I needed to. And so I started listening to Eric Thomas's um, podcast and, you know, he was just talking about how, you know, they had their issues with the podcast and people weren't really buying the books anymore. And, you know, he wanted to monetize. And I realized the people that I work with are so busy that maybe this is the avenue to go. Um, and I, so I've really been wanting to do this for a while and I kind of started researching different ways and I thought, you know, I'll just go out to the Apple store and buy a microphone. But then I realized, you know, if you really want a project to work, you have to be willing to invest in it. You know, that's why I really wanted to get the studio together and have an opportunity to have a, a place where people could come and interview. Obviously, since this is the first episode, I really just wanted to have you in because, you know, our conversations are, are very fluid and I knew that you would be a great introduction piece or a great 
introduction coast. But after this, I plan on definitely having people who um, I think are doing business really well and interviewing them. So definitely be on the lookout for that. Right. So I heard you mention the PR playbook. Um, Can you kind of tell me what is the PR playbook? So the PR playbook came basically from, you know, the way that I treat business and the way that I treat my projects comes from years of um, just a life of sports. You know, I not only did I play basketball, um, some of my biggest mentors and motivators were my coaches. And it's because, you know, and and even though, um, you know, unfortunately I tore my ACL and wasn't able to pursue sports like that, it's that it's that devotion and that dedication and being able to get up at seven o'clock in the morning when you're tired. And, you know, in high school, really just kind of having that mindset of wanting to, to take things to the next level. And also, you know, that's one of the big reasons why I would bring a loss on because you know, for a lot of people's business and a lot of aspects of business, and certainly what you and I do together with Rain and Melanin, it's about a team. And it's about, you know, playing your position well. Uh, right now, for this part, I definitely feel like the PR playbook comes from the fact that I work with people who are so amazing and so dope in their own rights, but still kind of need that coaching. You know, all the best players have to have some type of coach. That's not me looking on the outside saying, you know, I'm your coach because I'm better than you. It's me saying, you know, I have different experiences and I have some things that will help motivate you when you're tired and help give you that skill. Um, and so the PR playbook, you know, it 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 came from obviously, you know, the the ebook and I sat down one day and I was just kind of at my desk and I was like, what are things that I do every single day that affect my business? What are things that have helped me train people through their projects? And I came up with four principles and it was an offense, defense, practice, and then the principle behind it all. Um, And so hopefully every episode, you know, I definitely want to kind of take a different industry and show people how all four of those things definitely um, you know, can be used in any type of business. Set up a good offense, like let's say, you know, you sell a pro- product. That's just basically your marketing. That's one-on-one. You know, how are you getting new clients? How are you reaching out to your clients? Are you using social media? Are you using email blasts? Are you, you know, investing in radio and television? Is that your industry? Is that is that where your biggest return on investment is going to be? Um, and then your defense, Working with so many different clients over the years, you know, I've seen people get into business situations without a contract. I've seen people, um, you know, lose their licensing because they didn't renew in time. I've seen people just basically kind of what happened with me in the in the AABP, and that's just kind of you know getting married to things. And it, you don't always have to do that, you know. I'm thankful for that situation because, of course, you and I wouldn't be working together. But at the same time, I married that organization. I put my name on so many aspects of what we were doing. I put my, um, you know, my signature on emails. I reached out to different people. I made different connections. And it ended up, for better or for worse, for good or for bad, you know, not even getting into the details, it ended up just not being the right fit for me, Um, you know, and what happens. And so the best thing to do from a defensive standpoint is don't get married to anything um, before you date it. 
And that's and that's just, you know, you have to protect your name. You have to protect your aspirations. And number one, one thing that you will always hear me talk about in this podcast is you got to protect your finances. Um one of some, you know, I meet with clients all the time and it's just not the right time for them to work with me because they don't necessarily have that mindset that I'm I'm really looking for in a client. If you come to me and you're sitting on five, six thousand dollars of products, whether it's t-shirts, makeup, hair, jewelry, whatever it is, five or six thousand dollars uh, you know, worth of product, and you're still buying more product without selling what you have, your mindset's not there. You know, it's 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 all about checks and balances. If you put in, like for us, with Rain and Melanin, a lot of people were asking why we chose the venue that we did. Um, and it was because we wanted to be able to have a free event. Had we paid for that venue, you know, we would have been in the hole. And we, we talked about it, right? Right, right. And that's true. We would have, you know, we would have been in the hole significantly, and that's just not where we wanted. I wanted us to. I think together we had come up with the agreement that we wanted to hit the ground running, not limping. If you spend a seven hundred dollars on your event and it's your first event coming out, you know, you have to recoup that money just to be able to call it a success. And I wanted to be able to call it success, not for us, but for the people that came. Right. I I heard you mention um, the Arkansas Association of Black Professionals, which that's where we met. And that was a few months ago. And since then, I've seen you put in the work for them, for Rain and Melanin. But how long have you actually been doing this work? Oh, yeah. So, you know, it's funny because a lot of people mention K-Creates. But, you know, some of my people, and I got to stop, you know, and just say, if y'all are listening and you've been following me since Phenomenal K days, you know, thank you so much for your support. Um, So basically what happened with me, and, you know, it's not, I try not to get too emotional. Emotional, but it has been a long journey. Um, I started this business. I started thinking about this business back when I started working for Apple. Um, I, I worked for the first Apple store here in Arkansas. We opened up the store in, in the promenade. And people would come in and they would bring in their iPads and their MacBooks. And they had, they had their own business or they had projects or business goals. And it was our job to figure out how to... It was our job to help them figure out how to use Apple products to move things forward. And that's when I realized that I had such a significant love for entrepreneurship and small business goals. Um, I went on maternity leave with Apple. You know, I have a three-year-old. And so while I was gone, people were reaching out to me directly. And, you know, being with Apple, I was not able to consult. But I had several clients that were basically saying, you know, the people who are really busy, the the first clients that I ever had, nobody ever knew who they were or saw them. I started working with Rodan and Fields clients. Um, they sold skincare. And these are women that are paid to top to bottom. They have a lot of money. They weren't worried about my services. Um, you know, not um, none of them were black. They do business on a completely different, with a completely different mindset that, Um, that we as black people do business on because they're used to seeing people invest thousands of dollars in, you know, franchises. And they know that you got to spend money to make money, which, you know, I love my people, but that's not always how we do business. Uh, So I I got an opportunity to really just be propelled into this. And and people were saying, you know, Kay, I can't learn Pinterest. I don't get it. I don't understand. What you mean I got to pin this and pin that? Will you just do it for me? And so I came 
came up with a couple of packages and basically I was kind of acting as a social media assistant for the most part, reaching out to different people that they wanted to um, to reach out to for their skincare line and things like that. And um, so that was, you know, fast forward. I left Apple. I came back from maternity leave. I was making more money with my side hustles and my projects than I was, um, you know, working there. So it made sense for me to start my own business. I ran my business solely with no other income for a year and a half. Um, It had its ups and downs. I really kind of got away from my ideal client, which were the people that would write a $1,500 check every month and not think about it, and started focusing more on working with people in my community and people who were really trying to get away from their other jobs because those were the people that inspired me um but then I ran into you know just a lot of issues with um you know to be honest with you just consistency and I wasn't promoting myself I wasn't picky about my clients I was taking anybody on and you can't do that um because not everybody is ready to have a publicist not everybody is ready to have a marketing manager it sounds good to say you know I would love to have an assistant right now today I would love to have somebody that would drive me from appointment to appointment so I can do my makeup in a car I would love to have somebody who would put stuff on my website because it, it doesn't get updated nearly as much as it should but to be able to find somebody that I can trust that has the skill set that I have, you know, that's putting that's put in negative equity into my business. So how do I recruit that? I'm not at that point right now. It sounds good, but it's not necessarily the right moment for me. So K Creates did not start as K Creates. Um, K Creates started as IT Solutions with K. I had no bank account. The first time somebody ever wrote me a check, I had no bank account. Um, they wrote me a check and I was too embarrassed to go back in the house and say, you know, can you write this out to Kaylee Chambers? And so what I did was within a process of 48 hours so that I could get paid, I filed as a um, an organization. I went to the library. I did the research. I figured out if I wanted to be an LLC. And we'll get into all of that. I'll post a link on my website to show you guys if you're if you're curious about what you need to, to file as. Um, I filed as an LLC. Um, I got a tax EIN number. I went to Bank of America. I got a business account with my name on it. I got some checks. I didn't do things the right way. I wasn't ready for the success that I got and which is another reason why the PR playbook was so important to me because every single week I see somebody on my Facebook timeline who is basically saying something along the lines of oh I just ran into a bad graphic designer who didn't get my project and he won't give me my money back well you didn't go through PayPal so now you can't dispute it or oh you know I have I I, you know I've been waiting on my website for six weeks did you set the expectation did you get your references did you know who you were feeling with fooling with. And so I realized, you know, I've been giving y'all this knowledge for so long. And the PR playbook is really about protecting people. It's about that defense. It's about the offense. It's getting you, getting you your money back. Um, it's about the practice of the day-to-day things. What are you doing day-to-day that's helping you recoup that money and, and make your project successful? And then it's about the principle because, man, when y'all when Los comes in here, you'll be under, able to understand why I keep people in my circle like I did do. And it's because that man has so much 
knowledge when it comes to being able to make it's it's business owners you can you can have all the money in the world you can have a lot of experience but you have to have that gut feeling Mm -hmm. Uh, is this the right thing for me do I have the right team around me and know when to kind of to, to switch things up a little bit. Um, so K-Create started with IT Solutions with K. I was, I had a client in Stuttgart that I would, uh, I was like doing routers. I was doing some of everything. Anything that I learned at Apple, I was monetizing. Um, from photography to graphic design, anything that I spent, any type of training, Apple was really, really good about making sure that you're always learning something new. So if I felt like if I could do it once or twice, I was charging people for it. Um, and you know, so that's kind of, and then I realized with IT solutions with K, it was first off, didn't nobody know what it was and how to say it. I had a big gaudy logo. It was the big B with the crown and the whole motive from that kind of came from, I was the queen B and I was inspiring all of these, you know, these different hives and that everything connected, which is very true. Like, I feel like I introduced people, I put them together, um, but you know, it was, I just wanted to be cleaner. I wanted to be a little bit more agile and, you know, my photography really kind of started taking off. Um, and then I realized like what somebody, I think somebody asked me, what do you do? What is it that you are? And I'm like, I create things. I create things. I coach people. Um, you know, you really can't too much put just one or two labels on what I do because at the end of the day, I, I, I do whatever it takes to get people the results that they need. So that's kind of where K-Creates came from. Nice, nice. Um, so I know one thing I value about our friendship is that we're both inspired by the community, me as a community organizer, and listening to you say that you actually stepped away from your ideal partnerships because you wanted to, you were inspired by those in the community. What else inspires you? What other partners are you working with now? You know, I've kind of, I don't know how to say this without it coming off the wrong way. My, I, I, I see people for who they are and where they are and where their businesses are. Meaning that if we're gonna just do photography and you're still gonna be building your own website and doing your own flyers, I'm okay with that. But let's set that expectation. Um, And then, you know, let me build you accordingly. I think I used to be in that type of situation where I would just, oh, well, I can do this and I can do, you know, you want a new logo, I can do that. And it it just, it's too much. I won't take people on for like an assistant or like, here I am, willing to do anything for you at any time type of client um, if I don't foresee it being something that can either be financially prosperous or can grow my career. Like if Lowe's called me right now and asked me to do something, I would do it. If Sheena called me, I would ask her to do it. Uh, you know, I would be I would be happy to do it. If you call me, of course, I have about maybe five or ten other projects. Jay Gumbo's is one. I've had both locations for over three years now. Um, and that kind of came from just the need of, you know, if you go to the national Jay Gumbo's and you look at their photography, it's terrible. Like the food does not look good you don't want to eat it um and so I came in with my camera and I just started taking taking the pictures and posting because business owners restaurant owners that ideal client that you're talking about the one that just is so willing to pay me they just don't have the time from a photography standpoint and and from a PR standpoint 
you know, I'm really, I have a client in California. He's a fashion designer and he and I are, are really growing his brand and figuring out what that, what that's going to look like for him. Prom season really took him for a whirlwind. And hopefully now that that's slowed down, we'll be able to work on that a little bit more. Um, you know, of course I do have some connections in New Orleans, um, you know, potentially looking at what it would be like to relocate to that location. But to be really honest with you, you know, I love Little Rock and it's, it's, it's one of those things where, both of my parents are actually, one thing that a lot of people don't know is both of my parents are actually from the UK. So we, you know, my my uncles, my cousins, everybody is, they live in England. And then, you know, my brother lives in New York. And we're here because my dad is, um, he's a scientist. He studies, he's, he studies and writes grants and he's in cancer research and multiple myeloma. So Little Rock is, is home for us and it's been home for us for a really long time. Could I probably be more successful in a different city? Yeah, absolutely. But there's just something about being from Little Rock and living here that a lot of people don't understand. I'll get on the phone with people who are heavy in Atlanta or heavy in Texas. Oh, okay, you know, if you came out here, we could get you set up. And, you know, the photographers out here are charging three, four, five hundred dollars $500. But at the same time, because the cost of living is so low here, there are so many people that are working on other projects. And I think that that's where I've been able to really make an impact is all of the different people who are really trying to get out of that nine to five life. So speaking of Little Rock and the love you have for Little Rock, where do you see the PR playbook fitting in on a local scale? What kind of impact do you think the PR playbook can make on a local scale? You know, if I can give it to all of the kids that are graduating high school and just need that motivation, I'd be happy to do it. If I can just put it in the hands of the people that have been working on their different projects for years now and it's not been financially prosperous like it needs to, um, you know, we can get involved in our businesses and put a lot of money into it and put a lot of time in it. And if it doesn't start to pay out financially, you know, it, it, I tell people all the time, don't hate your business. Don't put yourself in a situation where you start to dread and regret your business. Let it inspire you. I have bad days. I'm not going to lie to you. I have bad days. I have bad weeks. I've had months where I haven't sold a single contract. But at the same time, just the fact that I have something that fuels me and and wheels me out of my bed when I'm tired and and pushes me out of my car when I don't want to get out and go to another meeting. I'm on my third one. It's been a long day. I have something that belongs to me and I want everybody to have that. And that's why I'm coaching y'all through some of the harder parts. That's what the PR playbook is about. Yes, it's going to be hard work. No, it's not going to be easy. You will fail sometimes. You will come up against competition who is doing better than you. You will have times where you, you, you put in the time, you put in the practice, you put in the hours, and it's still not necessarily giving you the results that you want. But let me coach you through that because everybody who is great has had that issue. You look at Steph Curry, you know, you look at your LeBron James, you look at your Michael Jordan, every, you can take any type of, and that's just basketball, you can take any type of sport, Serena Williams, you can take any type of sport with any type of major player that people aspire to be like and I guarantee you they hit a a rough time in their career and the PR playbook is really just about coaching people through through those transitions 
hey everyone, once again, thanks for tuning in to the PR Playbook. We want to give a big shout out to Motivation Lows and everybody at Seven Social Lounge with iPartyLR. That's iPartyLR.com. If you're looking for something to do on Thursday night, head over to Seven Lounge. It's at 824 West Capitol. That's in, here in Little Rock. And uh, ladies are free until 11 p.m. So I felt motivated after that little piece right there. <laughs> um, just thinking about people who are starting their own business, people who are in marketing development. What what could you give us? What could, what motivation could you give us? If you could give us like maybe two sentences to just say, this is what you need to do that will make us want to wake up every morning and perfect our craft. What what would that be? I can I can make it really really simple for you. I'm gonna go to my website so that way I can make sure that I quote this verbatim. It's something that I have repeated to myself so many times and it's really what fuels me and just hear my voice when I say this to y'all because it's 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 deeper it's a lot deeper than what it sounds like it sounds very surface it's a quote from Les Brown and I'll explain to you who Les Brown is here in a second but um, it says too many of us are not living our dreams because we are living our fears and what that means is we get so stuck in complacency and we get so stuck in the what if this doesn't work and what if this doesn't happen that we stay where we are instead of believing in ourselves. One thing that has really helped me has been that moment or those moments in the morning where you really get an opportunity to center yourself. You know, I used to, my mornings used to be the most hectic. I would be getting G ready for school. I would be, you know, laying out my clothes, hair and makeup, all of that stuff. Um, by the time I got into the car, maybe I was running five minutes late. Whatever, whatever it was gone, whatever was happening that day would set the tone for the rest of my 24 hours. Um, and so I just changed the way that I do things. I started listening to YouTube videos. I started listening to podcasts. Les Brown is somebody that I look up to a lot because he was adopted. You know, he went through the system through school and they deemed him as mentally retarded. And now, he's one of the most successful motivational speakers. And so I, I hear that quote all the time because people counted him out. They told him he wasn't gonna be great. You know, they told him that all the things that he couldn't do. And, um, you know, it's fear. Fear is so crippling. Fear stops us from wanting to take our businesses to the next level. Fear stops us from wanting to leave bad situations and relationships and friendships. And I just try to give people that motivation and coach them through those moments because if you can't hold on to anything else you can hold on to my voice and hear me when I say this there's nothing greater than believing in yourself and owning something that is only yours even if you have a job even if you're not ready to transition being able to say I sold a t-shirt today I sold a logo today I sold a website today I finished my book I sold a copy it's something that every single person can do and you don't have to make excuses because there are people out here and and that again comes from a sports background you know you see people who don't have nearly as much athletic talent as you may have they may be 
5-3 playing basketball like they're 6-2. And it's because they have that drive and that dedication. So I always start my day off with some type of motivational um, just speech, whether it's Eric Thomas, whether it's Les Brown, because at the end of the day, there's a reason why people have these life coaches. There's a reason why people are doing these podcasts. And it's because it really, really works. It works. It helps people get out of their own slumps and push forward and that's my goal for the PR playbook if just one person comes to me and say you know okay I listened to your podcast when I was at work I was thinking about giving up I was having a hard time and 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 it really changed the way that I was thinking about my project and I heard you say that at one point you weren't doing really well and you know whatever it's going to take and it may not just be me that's why I'm bringing these guests on that's why I'm bringing on Big Piff that's why I'm bringing Sheena on that's why I'm bringing on Los maybe my story is not compelling to you but hopefully my guests are um, if you know it, it, it just because I'm going to bring some people on this podcast that are um, inspire me. So I hope that they inspire you. So I heard you talk about Les Brown, some of the challenges he faced and how he overcame. And then not to really um, delve into your personal stories, but what are some challenges or excuses that you've encountered over the time that you've been doing this work? How did you overcome those? You know, I never made being a single mom an excuse because had I not had my daughter, had I not had G, I would have stayed in corporate America and and just basically been happy with what they gave me. I would have been happy making $32,000 a year. I would have been happy, you know, reaching that that peak where I could tell people, oh, yeah, I work for Apple. But the fact that I knew I was going to be financially providing for my child on my own, it pushed me to want to have a side hustle so that I could make up for that income. And so really having Gianna is not an excuse at all. If anything, she helped push and motivate me. And I had someone reached out to me about wanting to feature me as like you know single moms that overcame and I just you you see me on my post and you see me talk you'll know that you know I'm not that person I'm not ever gonna sit around and complain about what I, I, I don't have and what's happened to me because everything of course you know is just it's just made me a better person it's made me a stronger person there's not a lot of people that can walk into a room and say this is an issue and this needs to get fixed how do we do this and people trust me with their projects and and people, people send me to do things that they, A, aren't willing or are able to do for themselves or that they're not available to do, you know, because they just don't have that skill set. They need to be focused on the parts of their business that only they can handle. So, you know, being able to, to have gone through what I went through really did make me stronger. Um, I think one excuse that I used to make for myself was I used to allow my relationship and my past relationship, which was not always great, um, affect my overall spirit and mood. And there does need to be a balance. I think you definitely do need to find somebody who is going to support you and, and, and just care about your dreams and your aspirations. But I'm going to be really honest with you. And I hope that somebody who's listening and tuning in needs to hear this. But People don't want to hear about your excuses. They don't want to hear about your relationships. When money's on the table, it doesn't matter how close y'all are from a friendship standpoint. If you are working on something for me and we're friends, you know, if your mama die, if your grandma die, if somebody really close or something really big happens, I'm going to give you a little bit of leniency. But at the same time, people just don't want to hear your excuses. And so just just keep it, keep it. I can say the excuse that I made, and I won't even say the excuse that I made, the thing that was a, the biggest grow moment for me was that 
it's so important to keep your emotions out of business. And I don't think that it's, that's a, uh, people always say, well, is that a woman thing? Is that working as a woman in business? Nah, because men do it too. To be honest with you, when money's on the table, you know, just keep it as professional as possible. But at the same time, you got to know and understand nobody's going to go hard for your business like you are ever. Nobody's going to go hard for K Creates like I am. I can bring on the best assistant in the world. And at any given time, they may decide, you know what, I could be doing this on my own and leave me so I know that in the back of my mind nobody is going to go hard for this like I am so when I'm tired and I want to lean on something or lean on someone I don't make the excuse of I don't make those excuses anymore because it is me it's only me and I'm thankful honestly I changed my attitude a lot by saying you know I'm I'm really really thankful People do business with me. I will be at work and all of a sudden I'll get a PayPal notification. People comment on my photos like, oh, dope photo shoot. And it's just the little things that matter. People read my blog like y'all don't have to read my blog. People don't have to listen to this podcast. I never take for granted the fact that I wanted to do this and I really am like in real life. It's surreal sometimes. So, um. Where you are right now, clearly, it took a lot of growth. It took a lot of overcoming. Um, in the words of Meek Mills, there's levels to this. Uh, how, how do uh, people know what level they are? Like, how do you know what level you're at? And how do you make it to the next level? You know, I am just so thankful that you brought that up. Because one of the things that happens a lot, especially here in Little Rock, is... People who have notoriety consider that to be success. And that's all fine and dandy. You know, having um, having people support you is really cool. But unless you monetize and fam, we ain't on the same level. It's, a, it's business. It's business. I have real life clients. And I'm at the level now to where it doesn't matter if you put my name on a flyer. What matters to me is that the people who are putting money in my pocket are getting what they need done. So when you're in that phase or where you're trying to get your name out there, that's cool. Please, please skip me on that because it comes with a lot of drama and a lot of mess. Um, and it, 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 it keeps you tied up. And I think that... You have to understand and define, even just in what I do. I think people who have some type of interest in PR get really lost all the time because, you know, they either they want to be hosting events or they want to be flying out and doing shows and stuff like that. My clients don't want to see me in Atlanta speaking in engagements. They're pissed off every time I take on another client because they're so used to wanting me and my time. So that's just not my lane. That works for some people. There are some publicists that ain't got a single solidary client, but you know, they're out here getting paid for speaking engagements. And that's 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 so cool and fine and 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 as long as that's the mold and the direction that you want to go in more power to you I want I don't want 30 clients I don't want 50 clients I don't want 100 clients this year 2016 I want 15 solid 
clients that I know will never go with anybody but me. I want to be able to monetize and see the growth in their business and their project and know and understand that this was me and this is us together. I don't want to have that turnover that I've had before where people come on, we work for six months and then you leave. I want to be able to say that my clients I've had for three or four or five years. I would love to look back with Sheena um, you know, in five years and say, you remember that time where we, we, we talked about giving up? You remember that time when we met at Starbucks and we were both just tired? Look where we are now. That's the goal. And I think when people start to make goals for themselves um, that are, are, are easily defined, they'll be able to understand what level they're at too. So speaking of lanes, um, let's talk about staying in your lane because you do a lot. Um, you also do photography. How do you manage to do both of those things well? You know, it was so interesting. People ask me, you know, you do so much, you do so much. It all came from a a need and a desire to service my clients on all type of levels. I was watching my clients who didn't have websites pay five, six, seven, eight hundred dollars for their photography budget. And that's just not something that makes any sense from a business standpoint. So I picked up photography for the ma- mainly because I wanted to be able to finish websites on my own. Like I would be building a website for someone and it would take maybe three or four weeks to get the edited photos back to get that that project out or let's say I was I had a client that had an event and I was there trying to make sure that the contract got taken care of that they were treated right you know that everything ran smoothly well if I had you know I realized if I had I was taking pictures with my phone if I had a camera it would make everything so much better so I fell into photography I will say that now is probably what I enjoy the most out of my out of my career. If, if if people call me and they say I want you to shoot my wedding, I'm excited. If people call me and they say, you know, I want you to shoot my newborn, I'm 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 excited. Do you have any photography projects that you're working on? Yes. Um, you know, I went to New Orleans. I got really really inspired and really excited because I was around um I was around photographers who were actually producing portfolio projects. And I thought that that was so dope because of course, I'm in so many different things. I'm doing so many different things that I really hadn't sat down and come up with a concept for myself and on my own. Um, and so I came back from from New Orleans. I was pretty angry at the time. I think that uh, Lemonade had just came out and, you know, freedom had inspired me. I was listening to Kendrick Lamar and I realized, you know, we don't really treat our black men like we should. And society wants to define what a black man is and put so many different types of people in one category. And it's always negative. Um, of course, they do it to us, too. But that's kind of where we came up with Rain and Melanin and and we had that project. I wanted to do something where I could just, it's a love letter to black men and it's called the Black Kings Project. And what I've been doing is I've been putting metaphorical um, and just conceptual crowns on black men, meaning that, you know, it's not the traditional European, oh, I'm gonna go out to Party City and get a cheap 
crown and stick it on your head and take a picture. I wanted people, I wanted to put people in front of their stereotypes and do something that I could print very large. So when you walk into a gallery setting, you're standing in front of my friend Donnie, who I've known since kindergarten, uh, well, Sinclair, sorry. Uh, you, you're standing in front of Sin, who is probably one of the most genuine, sweetest people in the world, but he's, you know, got a red bandana tied around his head. And that's his crown because don't get it twisted. These guys and these gangs and these these men and that, you know, society is snatching up and sending away to jail. They are still kings in their own right. They still, you know, they still definitely have um, value to black women and to black society. And so that's what the Black Kings Project is all about. And there's a lot of different aspects to it. I have about 15 different people that I want to shoot. Um, but if you go to my website, K Creates, you can kind of see a few of the different um, installments that I've made. But like I said, it really is, it really was intended to be a gallery size project. I want people to stand in front of extremely large pictures of beautiful black men and, um, you know, feel a certain type of way about how, how society makes, has made you feel about that that's amazing and I I personally love it because just as a black woman I I feel like we have this connection to black men and we love we value our black men but sometimes it's not always seen it's not always put out there we can't we don't always get that message of across and I feel like there's more ways to let black men know that, hey, we're there for you. We're standing there by you. Do you have any more projects coming up um, that could probably help with that, getting that message across? You know, and, and this will probably be another podcast for you and I on itself. But I will say that society doesn't want to see us be together. Um, you know, I don't have any shame in in letting people know that at the end of the day, you know, I I feel like what I have to offer is either probably going to be used for ministry or is going to be used for definitely for, you know, some type of civil project. And I think that every day that that calling has been on me for a really long time, I don't, it would be nice to be rich, but at the same time, that's not what I'm here for. That's the reason why I don't charge churches to do you know, their flyers and, 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 and I don't charge them to come in and do their setup and soundness because it's, it's just all movement for God. And, and it's, it's my way of giving back to, to the fact that, you know, without him, I, I, I just wouldn't make it. Um, but I will say society does not want us to be together. And it's so important for us to honor um, each other. I, there is a million reasons why I could say that it's hard to love a black man. And there's a thousand bazillion gazillion reasons why I do it anyway. Um, you know, for us with Rain and Melanin, I'm just so excited to, to start, you know, planning this Father's Day brunch with you. It matters so much. And people, you know, don't understand why it matters so much to me. You know, I've, I've never met my biological father. Um, you know, I've never, you know, G and I's father, we're not together. He's not involved in our lives. And it's, it's important for people to know and understand that I don't sit around and post about it on Facebook and I don't, on Father's Day, I don't, you're not going to see me, you know, knocking all the dads who are out here rocking J's and not buying Pampers. Cause it's just not my, it's just not my place. You know, I feel like for me personally, 
I'm absolutely so excited to be able to celebrate so many of the great black fathers and so many of the great fathers in general that, um, you know, they just they just go hard all the time. And I could just go on and on and on and list them. And if you've been following me for a while, you always notice that around Father's Day, I just start to post my friends that are great dads. And, you know, I talk about my father because he's just he's just the best. Um, so that's a, that's a project that I'm really excited about. Our brunch, Rain and Melanin, together, you and I, putting those tables together, getting those chairs, um, you know, putting those. I mean, you like I was talking to Sheena about you today and, you know, there's a reason why I wanted you to be the first person to come in and kind of have this conversation with me in this podcast. And it's because, you know, before you, I had definitely had people that I was doing business projects with, but it was um it was just so different because at the end of the day, they had ulterior motives and they wanted to basically come in and get the game from me and move on. And you and I, we do similar things, but it's different enough to where I know that you wish for success for me and I wish success for you. And we're not here trying to compete with each other. And I don't ever have to worry about your intentions or, you know, where we are. And I mean, it's just it's hard, you know, it's hard to it's hard to find somebody that balances you out. I think that you and I work so well together for us to be able to say that that brunch was something that we came up with together and all the hard work that you did with the flyers and the Facebook posts and the emails and your connections you know I think the brunch was totally half and half half of the people were there because I they knew me and half of the people were there because they knew you and it was just such a big success and you know uh, being able to say twelve thirteen hundred dollars worth of business happened for these people and and it was just an idea that you and I had over the phone it's just it's just insane right I, I completely agree um to bring it back to the PR playbook. So we're talking about some of the personal things that inspire us. What, how do you feel? So if I'm in PR, how can I, I guess, positive, positively let my personal life affect my professional life? Or do you even feel like they miss? Should I even try yeah. to let my personal and professional come together? Yeah, I mean, like, it's like, it's like this, man. I've missed out on a lot of friendships. I'm not even going to say I missed out. They missed out on me. I know what type of friend I am. And I know what type of, you know, uh, partner I am. And you have to find, I'm a Libra, so you're going to hear me talk about balance all day long. You have to find that balance. And my friends, you know, y'all see me post about my friends on Facebook. You see me tag them. You see me tell people like Sarah how much I love them. You see me tell people like um, Leslie how much I love them. I have the best sister in the entire world. I mean, she just, she is just, she, it's like having a little piece of you outside in the earth floating around and I don't know if I would be able to do all the things that I would do that I do if I didn't have that support even my clients you know I've had some clients that didn't necessarily feel like they was just I I could tell that they were not team K but for the most part the people that I that I do business with the people that um you know are, are my friends and family they really go hard for me they share my posts they inspire me they're there for me and 
it matters. You can have a great personal and a great professional life if you have the right people. Um, if you don't, if you got a bunch of dead weight, then hell, go out to drinks with them when, when y'all have the opportunity. Um, maybe get an appetizer with them at Chili's. But for the most part, don't tell them your business because they're probably not happy for you. Sips tea. <laughs> Sips tea. All right. <laughs> How do you feel? Let, let's kind of stay on that subject um, with the tea, with the shade. Because that, that's the thing now. People sip tea. They have shade. They have mm-hmm. pettiness. Mm-hmm. Um, I stay out and, of it. Right. and some, But sometimes those forces. It happens. It yeah, happens. it happens. It's, it's the enemy, fam. Like, that's just, that's just what it, it is. That's right. just how... You, you know that you're doing something well when all of these outside forces are starting to come for you because, you know, he's not going to attack anything that is is going badly. He's only going to come for the things that are good. And there are snakes and they come in different sizes and they come in different shapes. And if you let them into your household, if you let them into your life, they will 100 percent take over. So just be careful. Most people. And this is something that Leslie has taught me, you know, Leslie my godmother shout out to you leslie i love you leslie atkins chambers i just you know this is an ode to leslie i love you she's given me she's an og (laughs) she's given me so many things in my life that are just my little nuggets and i tell people all the time i feel like leslie is with me all the time because there'll be certain situations where i can hear her in the back of my mind leslie told me one time and she tells me this a lot actually people show you who they are before they do what that you what they people show you who they are before they do what they do meaning that there's a person in your life that you have allowed you know notes uh, well not even no shade all the shade it was a big part of the reason why I left the ABP and, and and it was personal conflict and it was a situation that I had already foreseen a million times and I kept going back to this dry well and I kept drinking this dusty water and then when it finally came to the point where I was choking I had to look back at myself and say you know what this is not even that person anymore that's this is you you knew what was going on and you wanted to you know I've changed so much over the years that I believe that other people will change too but it's not people ain't gonna always do right just because you do right don't mean other people gonna do right so I would just say the messiness the shade the drama anything that takes you away from your children God or your business it's it's not worth it you gotta be willing to say I know what I have to offer I think that people stay in bad relationships and bad friendships because they're insecure about what they bring to the table if you walking around feeling like you broke if you walking around feeling like you're not a great friend, if you've been in situations that you haven't forgiven yourself for, you're going to allow yourself to to sell, you're going to sell yourself short. For me personally, I know what type of friend I am. So if you come to the table and you don't bring anything but mess and drama and, and the pettiness and we're not reaping together, then you just don't get to stay. We can date, but we're not getting married. I'm not, fin- we're not going to, I have plenty of friends that I keep at arm's distance because, well, I wouldn't call them friends. I have plenty of associates because to get up in this circle and to reap the benefits of knowing the type of people that I do business with and that I am cool with you know you you gotta be a good person I try to protect my relationships I I don't let a lot of people meet and mingle with you know all the people that are are in my life because they're just so dope 
Yeah, I do. I'm feeling it. So this past weekend, I actually got a nugget of advice, um, basically telling me that I went from trash to treasure. And I feel I like never, there's something. I ever imagine you being trash. Well, no, so not, not me, but like I went from a situation of trash to okay. a situation okay. of treasure. Okay. And what you're describing with the AABP reminds me of that. And I want to see... How can we bring that over to our business? How can we bring it over to our organizations that we're working with on a daily basis? We're all we all experience some trash situations. Um, it, it, let it let it. For me, I I go so hard in what I do that if nothing else, I've I've put I've added something to my portfolio. There are people who I've done work for that ain't paid me to this day. But you know what? If somebody calls me and asks me, can I see some of your work? They're still going to be right there. So just always try to hold on to the positivity for it. Nothing is ever wasted energy. It always comes back. That's why I don't ever really charge nonprofits. That's why I don't ever really charge, um, you know, churches and stuff like that. Because it always comes back. I mean, it's financially, you know, people going to do what they want to do. And if you date people and you keep them at a distance and you don't get married to organizations like you and I both did with that, it's one of those situations where it's kind of like you don't get hurt as bad. Okay. Yeah, I feel you. Um, So with that, just trying to move it on to a positive note. So now we're talking about how we basically move from a trash situation to a, a situation of treasure. And now we're ready for our blessings. And yes. thinking of Chance yes. the Rapper, like we're ready for the blessings to start falling. For the Which people... that mixtape is live right now. Yeah, yeah. I, I was listening to it on the way over here. Um, For the people who are just starting out, I... I know from just speaking from a personal um, experience, I know it can look like the blessings aren't coming your way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like you're seeing your blessings? How do you, mm-hmm. what advice can you tell other people? You know, I, my blessings come more f- from, I don't know how to say this without, throwing shade on everybody else that I've ever worked with that I'm not working with right now. <laughs> My blessings come from that, just that level of appreciation. You know, when people, when when I can text Los and say, hey, can you do this podcast with me? And he can say something along the lines of, you know, I got you, anything for you. And if I can text, you know, your big piff and say, I, I'm, I'm, I'm doing this podcast. And to be able to get on his schedule and know how busy he is. Um, you know, to be able to walk in Sheena's salon and people know who I am and, and what our relationship is, it matters so much to me. Um, you talked a little bit about people that get in PR and, you know, all this stuff. You, you got to really know who you are and what your personality is. For me, I tell people all the time, like, I still intern. I would rather be an intern for Steph Curry than be a marketing director for a major organization that I don't want to work for. You know what I mean? Like, I would rather, man, if Steph Curry calls me today and says, can you fold, somebody on Steph Curry's team calls me today and says, can you fold his towels and fold his socks over? I'm going to do it. And it's only because 
you're never too big to not learn from someone greater and better than you. Uh, And some people don't feel like that. Some people just, especially people in PR, honey, they feel like, man, once I, once I get my media kit together, once I got my website and my logo, you know, you can't tell me nothing. And I've just never been like that. I've kind of always really just, I've picked the people that I've wanted to work with. And I have like 15 different situations and and people that I want to work with and I want to do. And whatever it takes to get into that door, I'm I'm totally willing to do that. And you have to decide what type of person you are. I get like, a a dad reached out to me on LinkedIn and he was like, I got a 16 year old um, daughter. She's getting ready to, you know, she's in, you know, she's in high school. She's getting ready to go to college. She told me she wanted to be a marketing I watch your posts you know what can I tell her and I just say you know you got to figure out what type of you got to figure out what type of daughter what type of person you're dealing with because you know PR has so many aspects in itself are you a technical writer are you a marketing director are you a creative director are you a publicist are you somebody that can just get in and get the stuff done which is what I do I just do the stuff whatever it is whatever needs to be done I just make sure that that is what happens and not every Everybody in our field is like that. So, you know, for me on a positive note, a positive standpoint, it's just kind of getting in your own lane is really easy when you figure out what it is that you're good at. If you don't know what you're good at, then you're going to be all up on, you're going to be going the wrong way down a one way. You have to figure out what it is that you're really good at. All right. Um, so you, you kind of hit on the sacrifices. Um, have you made any sacrifices to get K-Creates to where it is today? Absolutely. You know, I'm, I'm, I can't get back the time that I spent when I was interning and my child was at home with my parents and, you know, I was on the road. I can't get back the time where my daughter was, you know, um, uh, you know, sitting with my parents and I was I was doing a fashion show and it didn't work out the way that I necessarily wanted to. But I will tell you this, it seems like a sacrifice right now, but at some point I'm going to be able to look back and say, that's why I go so hard. That's why I go so hard because failure is not an option. I can't get that time back, so it can't be. I can't quit at this point. I done came too far. I done been in too many situations, you know, working for one of the biggest hair distributors in, in, the, in the country and perhaps maybe even the world. I don't know. I can't I can't I can't go the numbers on that. But you know, if you go to Kendra's boutique.com and you see all my work, you see the logo that I did, you see the photography that I've taken. And people, millions of people have seen that, you know, all, well, I'd say hundreds of thousands of people have seen that all over the world. And that, and that matters to me. And I've been there, I've done it. And the next time, I promise you, it won't be temporary. The next time that that happens, the next time I get back to that moment, I'm monetizing, baby. I'm, I'm not, I'm making it all worth it. Speaking of the next time, what do you have coming up? Like, what's next? Um, I really don't. I, I honestly like. I have a lot of little projects um, that I'm working on with different people. I have a lot of clients that could take off at any time. Um, I just try to stay ready for that because I, I really, I, they, I, they're all so successful and they all have their own kind of, you know, different things and goals that they're working for. Um, you know, I have people that I've been working for for years that still need me on some type of capacity. What's next for me, obviously, is 
is is raining melanin with you um i can totally see us being able to really you know we uh, a lot of people let me let me just clarify what raining melanin even is calandra and i were coming off of an organization that we were working on together and um you know we decided that we wanted to have a little bit more control over the connections that we were bringing to that organization so we started a women empower a women of color empowerment group and it was crazy like we started a group me and we started talking about a brunch and we started reaching out to women who own businesses about vendors and people got really excited but you know within a week we went from like the two of us with this this far-fetched idea to a hundred people and you know we had people in Montreal we had people in Atlanta Texas we were all over the place and it was just simply from asking people would you like to be involved in a group of women of color who are trying to motivate each other yeah of course please add me and then you know we had the brunch where where you know it was a great turnout for that too and so it's kind of like I feel like once we get the structure of it all and once we get make it easy for people to connect to the other people in this group it's gonna be so big because you know we have people that are connecting that are battling lupus together and my sister and I who are both adopted you know we're reaching out to other people who are are in this group who are searching for their birth parents and they have have inspired me you know even to start searching for my biological father and it's just you know I'm 26 years old and that's not even something that I ever even considered so it's just the type of support that's coming from this group you know Sheena and and Ayana her her uh, sister-in-law they started working on a project that's very similar to you or not you 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 and Oz mommy in and me and they you know the women get in that group and they talk to each other about the stuff that men just don't understand when you're pregnant and even when you a mom you can't talk to your man about stuff you need to be able to talk to your girl your home girls about you know just the different things that they go through and so they created that safe space for that and that's what Raina Melanin is for us it's a safe space a safe space for networking a safe space to promote your business a safe space to talk about issues and relationships and to be able to say that you and I created that together um, you know, we'll always have that moment. So uh, that's that's the that's that's really, um, and you know, of course, that's not that it, it goes to show you that you have to understand yourself and where your goals are. That's not even a monetary project for me. That's more so a spiritual project for me. I want to see these women get healing. This Father's Day brunch is definitely something like I want to see people who are so angry. Like Father's Day is crazy. Like you get on Facebook and you see so many people who are just angry. At they baby daddies, at they uncles, at they fathers, and like I'm just like man, like it, there's so many people out here to be celebrated, and and I hope that the Father's Day brunch, you know, causes some healings. So we talked about what's coming up, kind of personal. We talked about rain and melanin. What's coming up, PR wise? What's up with the PR playbook? Yeah, um, I mean, honestly, you know. Just to kind of to 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 wrap up this session and in the first intro and and to you know obviously let y'all know what's coming up. It's gonna be a six session series, so there'll be six episodes. The first one obviously was the intro. You know we have four. I have four speakers lined up coming up for y'all next. Um, and then the two, you know, the second to last one will be you and I again. And then the the sixth one is just it's just wrapping it all together and and bringing it back in, but. 
but the PR playbook, you know, it's it's gonna be an opportunity to discuss everything from you know teams, being on a team, having a team. Piff is going to talk a lot about managing yourself because that's honestly what he does. Uh, when I came on and started working with him, I realized really quickly like he really does maintain his own business very well. And so I hope he's able to shed some light for that. You know, uh, Sheena is going to be able to give a different type of um, a different type of insight, and and you know, Los he's the OG. He's gonna he's gonna come with it. He's gonna give y'all some knowledge. He and I talk for like hours, and it's always like straight up just just inspiration and business related and and just being able to talk to someone that you you know have so much respect for is always a blessing so i'm hoping basically the pr playbook as a podcast brings those conversations that i have offline that keep me going here for y'all so that way you know you have that opportunity to hear about kind of who i aspire who inspires me and who i'm working with and what our projects are um so i'm just really excited i i feel like you know, it's gonna be it's gonna be really fluid. It's gonna be an opportunity for y'all to kind of really just hear how I talk. And then when the ebook, you know, is released, you'll be able to have something that's a little bit more tangible um, that you can refer to for very specific things. Like, you know, obviously in the offense portion of the PR playbook, we're gonna go through the the basically ins and out of Google Analytics and different type of social media and, you know, setting yourself up with vendor booths and what type of um, business opportunities that you can look out for that will be good for you. And, and, you know, then the defense, I'll make sure that I let, you know, you all know how do, how do you incorporate? How do you file your taxes? How, all the different things. Like I said, when I first started my business, I didn't have a license. I didn't have a business account. I didn't have any of the things that you needed. The PR playbook is just about me trying to make sure that, you know, you guys get set up for success. It's, it's, it's 100 percent about coaching your, your business goals and projects. All right. I feel like that that covers everything. It's been a really great conversation. Man, um, thank you so much. Like real talk. Like if you guys have somebody that you do business with, if you have somebody that's in your life as a friend that supports you, make sure that you take that time out to thank them. So, you know, obviously Kalanja, I wouldn't be able to, you know, do a lot of the things that I do if it wasn't for you and your support and your teamwork. And that's why, you know, of course I wanted to make sure that we did this first podcast together. So um, you know, don't take my friends, but buy you one on your own. <laughs>